Welcome to Witham Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Welcome to Witham's Lodging Insight and Innovations Podcast. My name is Lena Combs. I'm a partner here at Witham and the practice leader of the firm's hospitality services team. Today I have with me Joe Holman, who's a partner and practice leader of our Environmental, Social, and Governance, or ESG, Advisory Services Group. Today we'll be talking about ESG in the lodging industry. Joe, thanks for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Great. So the the first question, of course, is what is ESG and why should lodging companies consider implementing an ESG framework? That's a great question. So ESG means so much, many things to so many different people. You ask 10 people what ESG is, you get 20 different answers. But I like to think of ESG in two categories. You have the purists and the pragmatic. The purists think of ESG as creating a better world, whereas the pragmatic think of using ESG primarily to create value for shareholders. But by creating value, they're actually creating a more sustainable company. So that's what ESG is, and today I'm going to stay on the pragmatic side. So from a pragmatic standpoint, um, companies want to consider ESG frameworks because they want to create that value. And to do that, what you really need to do is create an ESG assessment to identify uh, ESG material factors that affect, that are value drivers for your company. And then those value drivers that you look at, uh, you find out which ones are negative and which ones are positive and the ones that you need to work on. And by doing that, you'll actually create long-term value. So you're looking at ESG factors, using it to create value for your shareholders um, by improving these ESG factors. And that's why you want to do it, because obviously, as a company owner, you want to in- increase the value of your property. Sure. So, so what are some of those factors that you mentioned that create value? So... There's an, in the hospitality business, you're really looking at environmental management, which really cons, uh, is water, energy, and waste. And then from the, um, you're also looking on the social factors, you're looking at your labor practices. Those are the primary areas that drive value for a company. Great, thank you. So can you give us an example of how managing environmental factors can add value to a lodging company? Yes. Um, Think about it for energy management, for instance. Energy costs money. So the less energy you use, the less money you spend. So immediately that causes value. But there's another way it would cause value is that your customers, the stakeholders who use your property, uh, like being on sustainable properties. So to the extent that you use renewable energy, that you have solar energy, those are things that really attract higher-end customers who pay uh, higher-end room rates. So by being sustainable, you'll actually create um, a more valuable property, and you'll also help on your cash flow. From a water usage standpoint, obviously water costs money to the extent that you can reduce water usage. Um, you'll help your P&L, and you w- there's a various strategies to do that, such as uh, not clean laundry every day, having a policy where guests can choose whether they want their laundry done or not. Uh, you can also have a policy, which I've seen more common lately, where you choose whether you even want your room serviced every day. 
So I go to a hotel and stay there for two days. I may not want anyone coming by my room, so um, that actually saves one full day of laundry. Uh, and then from waste management, you know, waste costs money and how you dispose of it uh, matters. And to the extent that uh, you dispose of it in an environmentally friendly way, I guess customers like to see that or uh, guests like to see that as well. So creating that sustainable property uh, is important and from an environmental standpoint. I agree. All the hotels I've stayed in lately don't clean rooms uh, mostly while you're, during your stay unless you specifically ask for them to do that. Yes, I actually I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, part of that I think might be post-pandemic and access to labor and part of it, of course, before that you would get 500 you know, loyalty points if you didn't have your room cleaned. So it seems like this has kind of been a, a process that's in the works for companies to figure out how to um, save on those things like water and electricity like you were talking about. Yeah, it also saves on labor because there's also a, pan a labor shortage. You brought up pandemic. Right. So post-pandemic, uh, hiring has been a real problem. A number of places are unable to say open for breakfast or for dinner because they don't have enough staff. Uh, and then cleaning is also faces the same thing, having housekeepers. Uh, so how do you get around that? And this is in the labor practices and using ESG and where there's a blurs between the line of environmental and social. So environmentally, you're not cleaning the room every day, but then therefore you don't need as much staff, which helps alleviate some of your labor shortages. But the staff has another element pre and post um, pandemic, and that is um, the quality of your staff affect the quality of your guests' uh, experience. I mean, we've all been to a hotel where we ask a staff member to do something and they're just saying, that's not my job, or they have no idea what they're doing or where things are, whereas you have other situations where they really are attentive to your needs and they go out of their way to help you. And those are the staff that you want in your hotel. And the way you have them is reducing your employee turnover and hiring better staff. And that comes about by, believe it or not, instituting things like a diversity, equity, and inclusion policy. People like to see diversity in the staff members at a hotel. Uh, employees like to work at a company that's more diverse. Implementing these diversity, equity, inclusion policies, or DEI, is actually an easy way to help on recruitment and retention of staff. Uh, the second thing you can do is actually by offering a little bit of wages above minimum wage, which are more of a living wage, have a vacation, sick, and offer medical benefits, you'll tend to attract uh, better employees. You'll attract employees maybe that have families that are more stable and won't just quit uh, because they get upset at somebody. So you get that stable workforce, and with a stable workforce, you'll also then improve those your guest experience back to what I originally said, is that those employees care about the property they're at and they'll go out of their way to, because they care about the experience of their guests. Right, right. There's a direct correlation between employee satisfaction and customer satisfaction. Absolutely. Right. Happy employees are more engaged and create a better experience. Correct. And that's really what we're trying to do when I talked about an ESG assessment in the beginning is you're kind of measuring what's the baseline for that. What is my employee turnover? You're looking at uh, what is my energy usage, my water usage, and my waste policies, and thinking about how does that affect my guests, which are stakeholders in the company, 
and how also does that work into my overall business operations. And that's where you'll find mismanagements of various areas. And by improving those mismanagements in terms of energy, or water, or waste, or employee practices, you'll really improve the values of these companies. Um, and that's really what we're seeing, is companies using that uh, ESG to increase that value. Great. So what is one consideration in ESG, or maybe more, uh, that's often overlooked as companies so look at policies? I'm sorry, in the hospitality business, um, one of the considerations that people don't realize is that the hotel affects more than just you know the building that it stands on. Uh, it affects its local environmental footprint. So in many of the hotels, not the ones at the airports or the ones in the city center, but the ones that are more out in the woods that are on the beach, uh, there's a landscape that the guests come and exper they expect to see and experience. And if that landscape is run down, the eco center around the hotel is run down, they'll think of the hotel as being run down no matter what you do on the inside. So by taking care of the outside, and this is beyond the property lines of the companies in terms of cleaning the garbage up, being part of the community in terms of uh, helping maybe limit traffic or changing how foot traffic goes or doing things that will maintain the environmental uh, beauty of the area the hotel is located at so that it still continues to attract first-rate customers who will pay the highest room rates that uh, you can get away with. <laughs> great, great points. So how can our lodging company listeners incorporate some ESG best practices into their business operations? So, I mean, again, we start with an ESG assessment. And the best practices really are you know, thinking about what are the material factors and who are the stakeholders that you're looking to satisfy. So obviously it's the owners, we're looking at increasing value and we do that by looking at what is important to our employees, what's important to our guests, and what's important to the community. And you look at the ESG factors, as we mentioned, energy, environmental factors, labor practices, all items that you Manager monitor over a course of a period and try to work on and improve. So you measure, you monitor your employee turnover, and if you see problems, you address it. You monitor your energy, and if you see spikes, you address it. Um, if you can reduce your carbon emissions by going, uh, again, renewable energy or solar, and you see those opportunities and there's an ROI, you do it. Those are the best practices uh, that companies should follow, and it makes them the most valuable. Uh, for uh, both the owners and for a really eventual person that may want to buy the property. Great, great ideas. I think those are some great suggestions for how people can get started, right? It probably could seem like a daunting task to go down the route of, you know, ESG policies as a global idea, but start simple, right? Work your way. Yeah, people don't, yeah, people don't think about it when they think of ESG, we go back to the purist. And they're thinking that when you're thinking ESG, you're just thinking about uh, directly taking action to improve the world, to make it a better place, to solve world hunger or climate change. But it's not it. You're looking at ESG from as a value driver. Now, ultimately, creating a valuable company using ESG, you will create a more sustainable company, a better company in the long term. 
any company can get away with uh, short-term activities and to make extra money, but to make it a long-term sustainable company, you really need to have these business practices in place. And these are best practices, and they're relatively obvious, like you reduce turnover, you help client satisfaction, you reduce your energy, you spend less money. You, um, we didn't even bring governance up and assuming that most companies have good governance, but you have audits uh, done, you have um, you know, independent boards if you're uh, larger. Those are the types of things that companies need to consider uh, when building up their company practice, certainly if they want to go you know, sell themselves someday. Great. Well, thank you so much, Joe, and thanks for joining us today and talking about this really timely and important topic and providing your insights to the lodging industry. I appreciate you being here with me. Well, thank you for having me. And if you have any questions about today's podcast, please reach out to us through withemcom slash hospitality. Thank you.